Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast with Shredded Ed, Cardio Johnny, Paul C, Matt Mork Super Troll, and Brazil Hadley. The best infotainment show around where you'll hear us joke, banter, and debunk all the nutritional myths you've heard time and time again, helping you get fit, healthy, and shredded. Welcome to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast, episode number 24. No, 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 25. This is a landmark episode. Is it? You also put two hands up, so that makes 10. So that would have been 30. No? no nobody else can see the video, so stop being so pedantic about my hand movements. Sorry. <laughs> I have to be pedantic about your hand movements, if you know what I mean. <laughs> anyway, let's, let's not leave off from where we ended last week. <laughs> okay, episode 25, landmark episode. Christ, who would have thought we'd been going 25 weeks? Not me. I'd only booked 10 episodes in the diary and then I was going to leave you boys and find another group. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I can only assume that's what Matt and Paul have done. Probably, yeah. Mm. I wouldn't blame them. Bastards. Just left us and disappeared. But Johnny! Do you have Johnny on, though? No, so. Yeah, exactly. What? We have Johnny. Is it, as if he's here. Johnny, are you there? I am there. So you've not, you've not said a word yet. We've been rolling the about. Caused me issues. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. The camera is causing you issues, but lucky enough, most people listen, not watch, so we don't need to worry. I know they're missing your beautiful Welsh face. Yeah, hard face. Instead, they've got your sexy Welsh accent instead. So then, yeah, that's why they can imagine what I look like if they don't know me already. Imagine, imagine a Jason Statham but a Welsh version. Hmm. What's a Welsh Jason Statham look like? Um, exactly the same. Jess swears more. Doesn't he swear a lot anyway? That's, yeah. He must swear a lot. Mm, if my mother's watching this, no, never, ever, ever. <laughs> if anyone else, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, right. Let's, um, let's have a little update from you boys. So let's start with uh, Ed. What we've been doing lately, mate. Let's let the listeners get to know you better, or let get uh, get to know what you've been up to. Um, working a lot, unfortunately, not on my nutrition stuff, which is annoying. Um, Travelling a lot, uh, not been training just because I've been doing long, long days, and I've not had time, and I've been getting home from work at like ten and half ten at night, so. And there isn't really like a 24-hour gym near me either. So it's just getting frustrating. Um, but my weight's maintained. I've not gotten fat. Um, I've not lost loads of weight either. So keeping my protein intake high, keeping my calories low at the start of the week and then building them up towards the end of the week for playing hockey and um, just to give me a little bit of energy. Um, apart from that, though, my life is same old same. Sweet. Interesting. Yeah. Johnny, what have you been up to, mate? My life re- is revolving around Eliza. She had her four-month injections, oh. which, which, yeah, you know. You yeah. must know. Yeah. So yeah. She's, she's been like the devil the last week. Doesn't want to feed. Yeah, doesn't want to feed. She was on like six ounces. Now she's down to like three. Not eating much. Dribbling like mad for some reason. Could be the reflux. But um, on the hand, she's oh, trying to crawl. Mate, that might be teething. Yeah. Sounds like teething. Yeah. 
maybe it's nothing to do with the jabs. Maybe actually she's just like starting to get a few teeth coming through, and because uh, especially the dribbling bit, like could everything constantly going in the mouth. Yeah, she likes yeah. chewing on her hand. Yeah, so yeah. sounds like she might be starting to eat them, maybe. Yeah. But she's trying to crawl as well, which is quite fascinating. It's yeah. Quite so frustrating. Imagine a small little baby getting frustrated and then just face planting the floor because she's had enough. Sounds a bit like you trying to fix your camera, mate. It is about about the same about the same thing, yeah. Yeah. She's had more success at crawling. But three inches now. Like I am no closer to fixing the camera. Well, let's not worry about it. I would say you, we don't need to see the Welsh Jason Statham really, do we? <laughs> Fair to play to you boys. I babysat my niece, who's a couple of months older than your girls, um, and I babysat for the first time to put her to bed and everything like that. And uh, everything was going fine until I thought, right, okay, she's starting to get a little bit grouchy, so I put her to bed. Went up to her room, went to put her into a little like sleeping sack thing, whatever that is. Um, oh, yeah. Like a good, well, my sister grow, grow bag, grow bag. Yeah. Now I was thinking, like, is there some like miracle grow in the bottom of it? Like, do I need to put the the fertilizer in there, or like, I was a bit <laughs> unsure really what to do with it. But essentially, it was a sleeping bag. Well, with like braces. Um, now, when I was a baby, I just slept in the cot, and I think I've matured and grown quite well. Like, I don't get all this new fancy stuff. Um, doesn't help your gains does it mate well no yeah maybe she'll get some more gains than me um but you know i'm, <laughs> I'm a fairly tall guy and <laughs> so i yeah um but she cried and cried and cried uh when i tried to put her to bed so my sister had to come home early from her night out <laughs> and rescue me <laughs> but the best bit was i then went to the pub she she was at <laughs> and joined her her husband and the rest of my family at the pub so it's quite funny nice the funny thing is, Eliza had now has taken a shine to a pink, um, what do you call it? A pink sheep. It's quite apt, really, being Welsh. So she's not a sheep. Is it, is it called Ewan? Yes. thought so. Sheep. That's not even a joke either. It's called Ewan, isn't it? Yeah. So she's, is it, is it, is it purple, not pink? Oh, yeah, purple. Purple, sorry. Uh, it's not a sheep, it's actually a cow. Yeah, I was going to say, is it, is it a cow? It's a giraffe. It's a giraffe. <laughs> but she won't go to sleep unless that's on and she got a pink blanket blanket over her face now for everyone watching that it's not tight to her face she's not going to suffocate <laughs> but that's the only way she sleeps in the night it's like well, she can go from screaming the place down put her over her head stops instantly it's like what is this black magic Hey, I I need a you in for, for me to sleep. To be honest, like I have to have it on now. If, like if, she, if basically if we don't put it on for summer and I can't hear it, I'm I ain't going to sleep either. Quarters <laughs> are rising. Right, so we um get into some subject matter. So today we wanted to talk all things supplements, right? All things. All things. So um, yeah. So basically, just want to go through what supplements. No, actually, we'll start with, do we even need supplements? So we'll answer that. We will then go through what supplements could we take or what benefit they might have. And then maybe we'll go through some supplements which we definitely wouldn't take. So um, who wants to go first? Who wants to pick out? So Ed, I'm going to choose you because it's a 50-50 chance of one of you. So Ed, do you require supplements? 
at all for health or performance? No. Would you like context? Yes, please. <laughs> okay. Um, so providing you're actually eating some food and providing that some of it has come from nature at some point, um, you're probably going to be getting like the minimal amount of everything you kind of need uh, throughout the week. So supplements kind of, they supplement, they add to. Um, so if your veggie and fruit intake wasn't very good, then you could supplement with something to boost the vitamins, say. Or say you didn't eat much protein because you were raw vegan, you could supplement with a some sort of whey protein to add to your diet so it's all about adding to your diet so you can get everything you need from a well-balanced diet but you can add to it if potentially parts of your diet aren't so um well supplied uh should we say so yeah that's my view on it johnny <laughs> <laughs> He's just Johnny's gone. Not there. He's gone. Johnny, are you there? Oh fucking hell! Right, is, I'm oh, assuming. Here I am. <laughs> bloody hell! He's left the bloody building, hasn't I, he? I moved to the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's on mute. He's on mute. He's trying to chat away. I do that all the time. <laughs> Why can't they hear me? <laughs> <laughs> right, Johnny. Did you hear any of that? What Ed just said. Very <laughs> good. What are your views? Should we supplement or not? Do we need supplements? say no you don't really need them but then again obviously it depends on what context if you're on a calorie surplus eating a varied diet then do you really need a multivitamin for example omega-3 probably not <laughs> oh edge just put me right off <laughs> but if you're i don't know if you're hard dieting um you don't need much oily fish um, you don't have a hugely varied diet, then there is obviously it's probably a good idea for like a multivitamin as a just in case and things like omega three. But then you got your performance supplements, which <clears throat> if you're an endurance athlete or you play even football on a Saturday or whatever, then it's probably a good idea to get some caffeine in you. It's not going to hinder you, unless of course you take too much, you shake and you shit yourself. Which is, you know, possibility. Speaking um, from experience, or? Um, as a matter of fact, she's probably not going to listen anyway. Shirley said, should I take a pre-worker this morning? I said, have you eaten anything? No. I said, mm, maybe eat something first, just in case. She didn't. She came home, straight to the toilet, went straight to her. I said, well, I did tell you. And you got IBS, so doubly stupid. <laughs> <laughs> Total tangent, talking about shit in a podcast. What's, uh, what's, what pre-workout did she take? What was it? She didn't even know. There's one in the gym, though, the little shots. Oh, right. I think she's got like 200 milligrams of caffeine in them. One of those. One of the ones so, that make you twitch. Yeah, and she was shaking like a shitting dog. Well, shitting. I, I don't think I've had any pre-workout that's made me really that bad that like I'm twitchy or like hyper or whatever. Maybe I've just got too much of a caffeine tolerance, I don't know, but... I, I had a supplement when I was about th maybe five years ago. We can't talk about those types of supplements on this podcast, don't we? No, not, not dodgy ones. It was called... Actually, it was. It was called cr um, Craze. Oh, Craze. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, it was banned 
because they found traces of amphetamine in it. And literally, it was the best feeling I ever felt in the gym. I That's felt why. odd. I feel like I'd outlift God himself. Wow. That's some yeah. crazy pre-workout. Yeah. What I will say, actually, while we're on pre-workouts, and like we've just gone way off on a tangent here, <laughs> I desperately want to keep some structure on this podcast, God damn you, but it hasn't happened. Um, just a shout out for um, Endeavour by uh, Tom Mack. That, obviously, Ed, you had some of that. Sampled some when we went to Powerbase in Loughborough. Yep. We'll say, actually, it's one of the few which I wouldn't say I got twitchy from it, um, but definitely felt like I had plenty of energy, nice focus. So I would recommend if anyone actually wants to buy some pre-workout, it's one of the few that I'd probably say is worth getting. I mean, it's not it's not be a bloody miracle cure, but um, you're not going to suddenly turn into Superman. But, you know, every little helps. But on the pre-workout thing, we may as well just kind of cover this now, I suppose. But if, you're taking, a, if you're taking a pre-workout, um, make sure potentially you've had a meal, like Johnny said. Not just because it's going to go straight through you, but you're going to get so much more benefit from even just having like a chocolate bar before the gym than having some like caffeine-loaded, beta-alamine, twitchy face type pre-workout. Um, because at the end of the day your body needs fuel to train effectively and this is why we say oh have a pre-workout meal or you know even just something carby before uh you train that's going to add so much more benefit to your session than you know having been fasted for six hours and then going and having some weird solution that the guy mixes for you in a plastic cup um and you sip it and it's green and it makes your pee go green um yeah eating food's probably going to be better for you if you haven't eaten than than some sugary solution yeah i'd agree with that so but yeah um well let's let's take it back a notch so let's get some structure back so johnny kind of went into a little bit but we're just going to revisit so supplements not required they're kind of by definition supplement your diet should not should not be replacing your diet um what's benefits for say health then no benefits no what supplements for health then do we think we should have and what i just want to knock one off straight away in terms of whey protein so i think most of us would say we consider it more of a food than a supplement so if you're adding it to your diet it's because basically you're just you're adding protein because it's a food not necessarily supplement so yeah agree disagree yeah think of whey as like a blended chicken breast that tastes like chocolate yeah, I'd probably say think of it more like dried milk, that you, when you add water to it, it's just like drinking milk. It might sound a bit more appetizing than a blended chicken breast. I just think sometimes people don't see milk as high protein. No, agree. Agree. But, so know, that's why I would say chicken breast. Maybe we say think of it as a really high protein milk, but it's dried and you put stuff to it, like water. Like milk. It? Like milk, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I nearly said it. Like milk, damn it. Um, Is no? that a bit okay. like feeding a pig about... pork scratchings to make it more porky? Yeah, maybe. That sounds awful, though. I don't <laughs> like that. Um, yeah, I was going to say, or cheese. Maybe think of it like dried cheese. That's awful. just gross. Yeah, it sounds a bit awful. You could think of like parmesan. Put water with parmesan, that sounds awful. Mate, you just... Oh, no. Yeah, they were... Chocolate Wait, chicken breast. Let's okay. go chocolate chicken breast. Now that Choc- sounds chocolate good. Chocolate chicken breast. I'm not sure that's any better, but okay. <laughs> chocolate chicken breast. Basically, it's a food. It's a performance food. Don't consider it a supplement. You're not going to suddenly turn into the Hulk by having it and all blah, blah, blah. We've talked about that already. So, right. Anyway, with that out of the way, 
what other supplements then, although they're not necessarily necessary, oh my God, you can tell it's late on Sunday night. Um, what ones would you potentially recommend? Uh, Ed, go for one. Pick one, please. Okay, so one that I take, and I only really take two, um, is vitamin D. Uh, because I spend... So vitamin D comes from the sun, naturally. Um, it's You can get it fortified in things like Sunny D, and um, I think they put it in some kids' cereal and stuff like that. But basically, I spend my whole life inside, unless I'm playing hockey. That's the only time I go outside, pretty much, is to go to the car or to play hockey. Um, so I don't get enough sunlight um, because, well, recommendations would be sort of 20 to 30 minutes of sun by direct sunlight uh, at, at sort of around lunchtime um, to be able to absorb enough vitamin D. But uh, also, us being in Britain, we're kind of not too close to the sun. It's not like living on the equator. So uh, the strength of the sun is kind of, you know, it's different. Um, yeah, I think on that, I think there's some debate around like kind of wavelengths that we get for UVA and UVB rays here in the UK, like even at the best of time in the summer. So like they're kind of saying that maybe we don't get the right UV. I think it's UVB actually, but I might be wrong on that. Um, we don't kind of get the quite what right wavelength to then synthesize enough for our own skin. So hence what you're about to say, I guess we yeah struggle to get it. Yeah, uh, and the kind of the the um, I mean this can go right through to you know kids getting rickets and things like that. You know, kind of scary things. Um, but at the end of the day, it can kind of help with things like osteoporosis maybe later in life. Um, kind of help with just sort of bone mineral density and um, overall bone health. Uh, and sunlight also it kind of makes you feel happy, doesn't it? Sunlight, so it's always good to get some sunlight. Um, but yeah. uh, especially yeah. with I mean, the, the winter months coming, if you supplement with a, a, a vitamin D, um, I think obviously like supplements is one of those dodgy things. If you're getting it for a pound out of um, like boots, is it going to be the best? Or Poundland, yeah, is it going to be the best? But maybe going to like Holland and Barrett and spending a couple of quid probably going to be slightly better quality probably actually going to do or contain what it says it's going to contain um now what's the rni is it like 300 iu 400 i think 400 yeah so it's very very low but we kind of a lot of people would recommend the kind of one to two thousand iu um kind of recommend a day um around that around that depending obviously if you're a small female you need less if you're a big male you potentially need a bit more um i have heard stupid things of people saying yeah i take two tablets a day now most tablets are actually 5000 iu so it's a lot more <laughs> than what you need uh, you're not going to die off that you're not going to overdose off having one of those a day um but it's far 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 more than you need so i know for myself yeah. my my uh, tablets are 5000 iu so i take one every 3 to 4 days um yeah, I I mean the the safe upper limit I think is four thousand IU's. I think I think the research actually says it should it could potentially be a lot higher. I mean it's a lot of the stuff that I remember from you with people taking large bolus doses, don't they? Because obviously it can acute. Well, it's it's um, uh, what's the word consecutive dose? I don't know if that's right. That's the right phrase. But basically, you you can obviously take large boluses to then last you for a huge amount of time, like even like a year. Kind of like because obviously, it, yeah, because yeah, vitamin D is a fat-soluble vitamin. So when you do take it, you have to take it with it. Well, you should take it with a source of fat to help it absorb better. Um, and I guess obviously then the whole reason it lasts for ages is going to accumulate in your fat cells. And obviously you can take like a whole year's worth in one go to last you a whole year. 
So, and I remember some of the research, obviously, in MNU, where they, some people were literally taking like hundreds of thousands of IUs in like one go, and they were still deficient like by the end of it, or some people were. So, kind of shows you really like how um, how we do struggle to get it through diet, because I guess the only thing it really contains that I can really think of is in like in dairy, and obviously it's not. You'd have to drink like a shed ton of like milk or something Whole to get milk it. as well, isn't it? You have to drink. It's not really yeah. as, as strong in semi-skimmed or skimmed. I don't know. I can't. Really, I don't know. I don't know that. So you might have taught me something yeah. there. Um, but mackerel, um, eggs. But I think it's on like thirty eggs a day gets your four hundred IU's or something like that. So basically, it's just in, the the take home point there is it's almost impossible to get it through diet um, because we don't get enough sun. Then that's why it's probably a good and probably one of the supplements that as a practitioner we would probably recommend to most people to take. The problem is kind of what you're saying is that you don't really know what dosage unless you have blood tests. Because you don't know really whether you're deficient or just not optimal or what. So um, you'd probably recommend if most people want to be sure, then get a blood test done, right? Get it checked. And then so you can dose appropriately. Or um, if not, kind of the safe limit is sort of say four or 5,000 a day. I mean, just actually, you said most tablets are how much? 5,000. 5, yeah. Yeah. I think my, I, I, I take a spray, um, which actually is really good. It's like a little minty spray. And I just do one a day and that's 4,000, I think. So, um, and I've not had my blood uh, level tested, but you know, I just feel like it's probably a good, good safe amount. In fact, I probably will one day. I think um, shout out to Allard because I think Allard put a post out the other day about uh, NHS service, which he's recommended is pretty good to get it done. So I might do that. Johnny, do you take bit D? Yes, I do. Actually, you take all the D, don't you, mate? Take all the D, all the D. Do you know how many eggs you would have to eat? To get two and a half thousand IU. Twenty nine. No. Oh. Way off. Way off. Alright. Way off. Hundred and twenty nine. Still off. <laughs> What's three. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, wrong way. Hundred and forty three large eggs to get two and a half thousand IU is a vitamin D. Yes. Or I would prefer six point two litres of whole milk. Whole milk. Lovely. Lovely idea. So yeah, okay. So supplement basically is probably yes. The outcome on that cool that's, okay. that's a longevity uh, thing that is because i know a lot of the research at the moment and when i was at university uh, there was a master's student who was looking at um, osteoporosis and vitamin d in the elderly and how potentially um, massive uh, intakes of it could potentially acutely uh, help with um, prolonging osteoporosis for people so like brittle bones and and flaky skin uh, stuff like that yeah um, there's, so there's, it's one of those things that could help you in the future yeah and there's far more to it than just osteoporosis or any kind of like um bone issues obviously there's that there's uh i think in deficiency or not optimal levels are also being shown to kind of um well having optimal levels can help with things like fat loss um to be honest, I can't remember. The list is so vast. It's, it's almost like it's an absolute wonder, uh, vitamin, isn't it? In yeah, fact, it's yeah. actually classed as a pro-hormone rather than a um, vitamin, isn't it? But yeah, I think it's one of those um, ones, like, if you were going to take one, if you were going to, like, uh, it's not even an expensive one as well. We've gone to bulk powders. It's a tenner for, like, 90 pills, um, I think, something like that. I think that's what I paid. And The, if the spray taking... I've got is a 100-day spray for eight quid. Yeah. Like and that's at 4,000 doses, so it's 4,000 IU, so it's quite a lot. Yeah, so you don't even need that every day. You have that every other day, so that's, yeah. You know, that's like half over half your year. Yeah, and if you are if you are buying it, 
get d3 over d2 i think most shots have d3 mostly anyway because it's um slightly used more effectively in the body i think so um i think it's just d3 comes from or d2 comes from like mushrooms or something i think i, I can't even remember to be honest it's ages goes so i looked into that but i think it's basically d3 slightly better absorbed so and nothing good ever comes from mushrooms protein corn okay uh, yes threw that one out didn't i um cool all right so just remember fat source so maybe taking it with another uh type of supplement which we might recommend um uh, might be a good idea then so johnny what might that mean that would be herbert i no it's not yeah, herbert that. yeah wouldn't recommend that shit to anyone <laughs> anyway get a dig in <laughs> so, <laughs> just, I'm just on the laughing bit now. So, okay. So, if you take it with what fat source supplement might I want to take it with? Oh, dear, dear. Right. Another health supplement that we could take would be some fish oil. Correct. Yes. Got that. Yes, they're right. Yes. Emily was worth it. <laughs> yes. I got it right. Because, in general, most of us. Especially me, probably don't eat enough oily fish, so probably don't get enough fish oil anyway. But <clears throat> could we say that most people probably should think about taking it? Uh, I I think, like you say, if they're not take, if not eating maybe two or three portions of oily fish, so salmon, fresh tuna, not tinned mackerel. mackerel. Yeah, then then yes. If they are, then you probably don't need it because obviously you're probably then just getting too much. So, and you can have in. Is it al? Can you get an algae as well? Vegetarian? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alad enlightened me that when we talked about the vegan podcast because I didn't actually know. I know you can get it from krill, some other stuff, but obviously that's not vegan. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think you can get it from algae and some other some vegan sources now. It is also another wonder supplement, really, in it from all the research and things like that. Yeah. Um, I was. I actually had a client who who was seventy four, seventy five, and her husband was taking warfarin, and quite high dose omega three. And I said, you may want to speak to your cardiologist or whatever to ask if that's you should be taking that. And he said instantly, no, please don't take any more of that because your blood's still enough as it is. It would make it all, apparently it would make it a lot worse. Mm. So maybe if you're on warfarin, listen to this. Maybe don't take them. Don't yeah, yeah. I, remember, I, I thought uh, Martin told a story once, didn't he, about an athlete? I think it was who was bruising really, really easily, and they couldn't tell why. And that's because he was having a huge dose of fish oils. Because they took it away, and he stopped bruising really easy. So maybe that. let's say the benefits of fish oils. Because so far we've just said why not to take it. <laughs> so far, <laughs> it's a wonder supplement. But don't take it if you've already got thin blood and if you bruise easily. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> so, what what are the benefits of fish oil, Johnny? Cardiovascular benefits, um, antihypertensive. It's one of them. Um, yeah. Anti-inflammatory. So, so just just in case people don't know, antihypertensive. So basically, lowers stress or kind of like blood pressure. Yes. Antihyperlipidemic. So it's like. Um, like statins or similar things, what statins do, obviously not the, the same. Yeah. So lo, lower, lo, lower blood fats, cholesterol, etc. Or yeah. show that they can reduce cholesterol levels in the blood, which is obviously a precursor for yeah. cardiovascular disease, etc. Uh, improvements in depression. What else have we got? 
possibly help facilitate weight loss. Um, what else have we got? Possibly increasing strength and size gains. Possible. Oh, oh, I like that one. Yeah. Me, I say me. Give me all the fish oils. <laughs> yeah, give me all the fish oils. Anti-arrhythmic. What else have we got? Uh, anti-platelet activity. So, obviously, like stroke and stroke and things like that. Oh, right, like stop blood clots yeah. and things. Yeah, yeah. Like, similar to what warfarin does. Um, <clears throat> what else we got, yeah? There's probably more than that, but, yeah. you know. Well, that, I mean, that's that's a, that literally is like every everything you could want it to do. Like, like fish oils tend to be, or, or I guess uh, deficiency of kind of certain omega fats and stuff, or it just shows the kind of how important it is to have a varied diet. And obviously, I guess if you're not eating fish, you don't really get tend to get omega-3s from a lot of pl- other places so um yeah it's, it's that's why it's probably so important because a lot a lot i think and you could boys correct me if i'm wrong here because i might be wrong but a lot of the problem is not necessarily kind of the amount of omega-3s necessarily that people are getting it's just that our western diet is so far skewed towards sixes and nines that our ratios are poor so it tend, tend to be that people kind of look to actually just the, the omega-3s you're taking tend to just then balance out your ratios, which is the more important thing rather than necessarily the amount of omega-3s you're getting. Does that make sense? And is that right? Do they not know what the ratio is supposed to be? Yeah, I think they used to be, I think everyone used to spat on around, oh, it should be a one-to-one ratio of three, six, and nine. And I think people have thought, actually, we're not really sure if that's the case. We don't really know. But having it not 20 to 1 which kind of like western diets I, I picked that number out of the air to be honest i don't know if it's 21 but it's something stupid like that whereas it should be more kind of the four to one three to one or kind of low as low as you can get it almost i suppose is probably the I think is the correct answer yeah i mean there's probably no harm in everyone up in their omega-3 consumption Pro- user. probably not no i guess it's just a case if you're eating plenty of oily fish then unless you're you uh eat tin mackerel five times a day yeah, and blends tuna. it with water or something like you used to. Or, oh, no, that's tuna, wasn't it? That was tuna. That was tuna. Oh, my God, what a horrific experience. It's disgusting. Yeah. Cool. So... Yeah, it was yesterday. <laughs> um, if, uh, while we're on this, actually, because um, I guess... Actually, no, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to do this. Sorry, take that back. Ed, edit that bit out. Um, so benefits kind of covered. So dosage? What should dosage? <clears throat> I think it's anywhere between 300 milligrams and 1,800 milligrams a day. Yeah. So, okay. so, so I suppose it depends with how much oily fish you're eating. Yeah, I guess very individual dependent. Yeah, daily dosage. <clears throat> Anything else to do on it? Um, no, I think we've covered that one off. So I think it's, I, I mean, you'd probably say vitamin D and fish oils are the two things you'd probably almost blanket approach for most people wouldn't you you just say right have them like there aren't really any other supplements other than maybe multi-bit but we kind of touched on that i think both of you have said that if your diet is varied enough anyway you probably yeah. don't need it especially if you're in a calorie surplus because you're obviously having plenty of food you should still get plenty of vitamins and minerals um if you're in a deficit would you uh, as a question then so let's move on to multi-bits if in a deficit would you recommend someone taking it as an insurance policy or didn't I can't remember when I've read this. So I could be talking shit. But then they follow people long-term taking multivits and found it did nothing Probably. at all. Yeah. So I, I remember like, seeing a BBC documentary on it that kind of said that, but I, I don't know how evidence-based it was. So it's like, 
<laughs> do you take like you said just or like maybe just in case as a like you say as an insurance policy they're not expensive it's like maybe will it help you 0.01 percent if you're a high-end athlete mm-hmm. maybe i don't know yeah, I guess your point around it being so cheap is probably my overarching kind of decision-making thing in that it's so cheap. Why wouldn't you really? I guess you do have to consider that some are better quality than others. I think zinc is one. You tend to get uh, zinc oxide in some, which isn't absorbed very well. I think it's zinc oxide that isn't absorbed very well, um, which I suppose you kind of then want to make sure that you get a decent one. But still, it's still relatively cheap in that maybe why wouldn't you if you're in a calorie deficit, say? Yeah. I take Ed- every day. A multivit I take, and sorry, not every day. Every every time I take my Vit D, uh, so every three to four days, I take a multivit as well, just because. Um, why not? Uh, they're there. I bought them, so I need to use them. <laughs> uh, that's not that's not the same as like I do literally have like a little basket full of different things that I've kind of like. I uh, thought, oh, I'm going to try this and see whether it works, like turmeric to help with a bit of bloating I was going through. But then I just realised it was fibre, and then yeah, stick in uh, a curry and you still use it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just put it in the uh, herb cupboard. Um, uh, I take the same approach with biscuits, to be honest. Like you know, they're there, so just I might as well use them up. Yeah, just yeah, eat them. Yeah. <laughs> then you go and buy more, just because. <laughs> just because uh, they're in the supermarket and. Yeah, so uh, so no, I do take a multivitamin every few days. Uh, my vegetable intake isn't always the best, and I don't eat a great deal of fruit. So um, that's just because I, I don't know why, to be honest with you. But um, I'm not in the house a lot, so I'm, if I'm prepping meals and stuff, then my veggie intake is great, and I don't bother taking them. But um, yeah, so just you know, it might have a one percent benefit to my life. It might not, but like you say, dirt cheap when you're paying like a fiver for a million pills like mm. yeah 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 Yolo. yeah cool right okay so i don't really think for health there's any more evidence-based supplements really that you would probably use not for health no no okay so let's move on to performance-based supplementation. So I've got a huge list here, actually, that I wrote down at the start of the podcast. So I say huge, say so eight or nine on here. So a fair amount. I don't think we'll go through them all because some of them are probably a bit niche, maybe not required for most people. But um, Ed, give me your number one performance-based supplement. Okay, so the only one I really take and I, to be honest with you, I haven't been taking recently because you scared me. Um, it's <laughs> You're fine, mate. You're fine. Is creatine. Um, <laughs> honestly, like, because my dad and my grand... <laughs> okay, so we were talking about creatine a while ago, and Brett said, oh, I saw somewhere that creatine can... Um, can well, associated. Can, is, is associated with hair loss. Uh, now, my dad and my granddad are both balder than brett um so they've got the no, full-on like no one is <laughs> <laughs> they've got the full-on just a bit of hair around the sides and completely bald on top uh and i am not going down that path I, i've got a very good head of hair i have my mother's hair but i do not want to be going down that path so literally from that point i started noticing oh 
there's more hair on my towel when I'm like drying my hair and I just started <laughs> oh there's another hair on my pillow it must be the creatine <laughs> when it's probably just the fact that um it was the summer and I've got really thick hair um yeah you're you're fine mate you've got a good scalp yeah so I but to be honest with you, I haven't really been training so I've just been kind of like oh, I'll just save it for when I start training again but creatine so creatine is kind of looking at drawing more um aiding with the kind of the dilation of the muscles um so with that being kind of like blood and water and things like that that can go into there which is driving more nutrients into the muscle to help with recovery um and that's kind of creatine really uh so take sort of five to ten grams a day um you don't need to cycle it a lot of people think you need to like take 20 grams a day for a couple of weeks and then drop it down and then take a week off and you don't need to do that at all just you know five to ten grams a day um so it's like a scoop maybe two scoops a day those little scoops not a whey protein scoop jesus um and uh um, yeah then just every day just take it when you remember it's you don't need to take it before working out you don't need to take it after just when you remember it because it's one of those things that just you're just topping up a pool of creatine in, in the body i've i've got a slight objection there no addition not objection so i do think it's worthwhile taking with food because uh, if you take it with something insulinogenic i.e protein or carbs you will shuttle more into your muscles i understand so there's a lot of pro tips i don't think actually many people know that there's a few I, people i've, I've heard to it a few people. times yeah i have heard yeah. that so yeah. so like i guess the whole shove it in your protein shake ideal because obviously mm. protein's insulinogenic and you're going to then hopefully up uh, absorb or uptake a bit more of the creatine um, it doesn't mix overly well, so I wouldn't go putting it in like your morning coffee because it just doesn't mix yeah. very well. So, uh, well, it depends what you have. But like, if you, um, I've got at the minute Optin Nutrition, um, just normal creatine monohydrate, and to be honest, it's very fine powder and that mixes pretty well. Because I think it, I, I guess, like five years ago, it was granulated, horrible stuff which didn't mix well. But I think most of them are a bit better nowadays. Yeah, I know I've had the my protein one that was terrible. Um, yeah. I've got a bulk powders one at the moment, and that's that does the job. That mixes. I have actually drank that with water. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. yeah. I remember taking a creatine something when I when I trained when I was sixteen. It was like full fifteen years ago, and it was horrific. Most of it in sand. Ooh. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. This is it. So I guess um, so. Obviously, yeah, it, it helps. Obviously, produce like ATP energy, doesn't it? Obviously, the uh, it's a bit of a buffer i believe as well for fatigue so obviously the increased water uptake in the cells etc helps buffer some of the um fatigue signs i think it helps you lift more and for longer etc so just get, get a bit of a summary of what it's for um i think you said about you don't need to cycle do but i think you can load if you want to then start getting it quicker so if you want to load in like high dose so say like 20 grams for the first week to try and hopefully uptake it quicker i um, think that was a bit poo-pooed from what I've read, it? yeah, it's been a bit poo-pooed. It's a kind of like it's there. Do it if you want, but the, there's literally like no difference in yeah. those who think, loaded and those who didn't. I, I thought there was a difference in that. It was just a bit quicker, as in you'd still saturate the muscles quick enough. I just thought. So I'm sure it's an MNU in terms of one on the supplementation stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's some stuff on there, yeah. Um, but like I say, I mean, you don't have to. I guess you'd, you'd it just takes a bit longer to saturate your muscles rather than. Like doing it a bit quicker, I suppose. Depends yeah, on how it's quickly. probably like a few days in it or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't have the time scales we've ever mentioned, but cool. Like, yeah, it's 
can or you can't. It doesn't doesn't necessarily have to. Um, I did also want to touch on because uh, I did go to examine.com to find this out because I wasn't sure, but I had something in the back of my mind where because uh, we discussed this last week, didn't we? We were just chatting before uh, a podcast about stuff and I said about creating potentially having uh, some health benefits as well with performance. I'm sure I'd read some stuff previously when I was doing some research ages ago about it. Um, and it does show some stuff around improved cognitive function. So um, even as little as five grams a day is showing significant increase in both working memory and intelligence. So that's quite a cool thing. Um, helps with things like potential, uh, reduce the risk of things like Parkinson's. And also it does uh, show potentially again i mean these these are all potentials there is there was no direct uh, cause causative stuff to say it definitely does but it kind of correlates and shows that people have better teeth as well so it could make your teeth stronger so you could have great pearly whites but a slap head <laughs> that's the downside is you could potentially have a slap head because yes it does correlate with male bonus and i said to you ed didn't i before but i would concur anecdotally i.e n equals one that my hair loss did kind of come on when I started taking creatine. So that's it. That's science. It's all you need, all the evidence you need. Yeah, exactly. You know, it worked. For, oh, well, it didn't work for me, but it worked for me. So therefore, we've just put off everyone taking creatine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Okay. So I think we've done that one. I think we've done it to death. Johnny, what's your number two sports performance supplement? Caffeine. Caffeine. Boom. Is, uh, boom. Caffeine is the bollocks. Okay, why? A lot of sport. Because has anybody ever drunk a large Costa coffee or a large uh, Starbucks? And how would you feel afterwards? Feel on top of the fucking world. Can I swear? <laughs> God, I swear. I sometimes, when I have really, really strong coffee, and especially if I've had like two back to back, I feel drunk. Yeah. Yeah, I feel drunk. And like, I, I can, I, I have a decent caffeine tolerance, I reckon, but I do feel drunk. Yeah. Here's, here's something really interesting, right? So I listened fairly recently to a podcast, uh, shout out to Steve Hall. Obviously, go listen to Revive Stronger podcast if you haven't. Um, but he had Broderick Chavez on there of, uh, well, the Evil Genius, I think is, I think, this company. Anyway, he clearly is the, a huge coffee drinker because basically they did a podcast purely on coffee. It wasn't even health and fitness related, really. It's just about coffee, like all about beans and brewing it and all this stuff, which is obviously not really the topic of his podcast. But anyway, um, he actually said that some people um, obviously have different genes that metabolizes coffee in a very different manner, which kind of makes sense because obviously you kind of feel that everyone has different uh, tolerances, don't you? Uh, based on where they kind of ancestry from in terms of whether they had coffee beans growing around them, stuff like that. So again, it all kind of makes sense. So it might be that you've got some ancestry, mate, where you don't metabolize caffeine very well, and therefore you get drunk on it. Thing is, though, Dad is like all he drinks is tea and coffee all day long. Mm. So I would have thought that that had passed down. Maybe I don't know. Mm. I don't know. I don't know these things. I don't know. No, me neither. I I don't know a lot about genetics, but um, yeah, I just thought it was interesting. I thought I'd throw it in while it was on that that topic. But so, Johnny, John, John, what does caffeine do? Why is it fucking amazing? Because many benefits reduce reaction time. So obviously, if you're playing sport, reaction time is quicker. Playing football, you're probably going to be that, you know, a slight edge when playing. Mm. So if you're slow and sluggish, you're probably going to be crap. And you're going to lose. 
um, increased alertness and improves decision making, especially when sleep deprived. So maybe this doesn't apply to maybe high end athletes who obviously do it as a job. Um, they've got the best of everything, especially footballers. But imagine someone like me and you, Brett, sleep deprived. Mm. with long hours in work you want to perform well in the gym or hockey or football then caffeine is going to help you um <clears throat> but however if you train the night probably not the best idea because the half-life is how long four to six, six, hours. Four to six hours yes so if you're taking that at six o'clock at 200 milligrams you still have 100 milligrams at 12 so you know maybe look at when you're taking caffeine, maybe it's best if you train the weekend, save for the weekend, because you will actually build up a tolerance as well. Just on that, mate, um, I think you've built up a tolerance to some of the symptoms, but there were some time trials done to cyclists where they didn't do sports performance tolerance. Well, it's at the high-end level of caffeine, like six milligrams a kilo, is it? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I can't remember the, the amounts, but essentially, I guess it's, it kind of, and there's only one piece of research, so you, I guess you can take that as it as it was, but... It kind of showed that the, you don't actually lose the performance benefit of caffeine, even in habitually. Because they basically took like two groups of people, habitually drink caffeine drinkers and non-habitual caffeine drinkers. And then they kind of did time trials and some had caffeine, some didn't, or whatever. And basically they just said, or they worked out at the end, that the, the performance difference wasn't any difference between the two groups. So obviously like having a tolerance usually to caffeine, because um, you're drinking loads of it, didn't stop you then getting that performance benefit. So it's more to do with the actual feeling of... Yeah, so I think it's probably like more like what Ed said, you're feeling drunk or, you know, that's just stimulative, stimulative effect rather than performance effect. I think that's where your tolerance really comes in. And, like, you know, you do get people that literally can sit there and drink coffee and go to bed with it and, like, still fall asleep. I don't know how the hell that happens, really, but you know, people can literally do that, can't they? So I guess there must be something around, like, tolerance levels and stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, people just wouldn't ever do it. That's true. Well, the other night, I uh, was starting to get a tickly particularly throat as I went to bed so I popped a couple of Beecham's I think they've got they've got a decent amount of caffeine in them as part of their Some back, yeah. new, the day ones have yeah um, that's why I had Max all in one um, popped a couple of those fell straight to sleep boom great night's sleep crazy crazy boom I don't know how evidence based it is but I do think there is something wrong with people that can literally do that like live on coffee all day and like you know like the typical office worker caffeine addicts you get where they have 15 coffees a day and they take off the bedroom. I don't think that's healthy. I don't, yeah, I don't have any evidence about it, but I just don't think that's healthy. I think people should not do that. No, no. There's definitely other things to drink, like water and squash and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Right, so, cool. So, uh, any more benefits you want to go through there? Because we start to the the lazy pain threshold, doesn't it, for runners? Yeah, fatigue, yeah. Mm. Well, I suppose, and lifters as well. Yeah, it's basically why it's the number one ingredient in pretty much every pre-workout. And I think that's people say, "Oh, yeah, this pre-workout's great. That's great. I feel great in that. I feel great in that." Look, it's just caffeine. Just take it from the coffee, whatever. Yeah. It's like I think a lot. I think a lot of people think there's massive differences between these pre-workouts just because it's a different color box. It's like, well, no. It's just they've all got the same base ingredients. Mm. Then you've got all the bullshit proprietary blend, which. They just don't need to tell you what's in there. They just give you a name of a load of shit. Like, I don't know, like testosterone-boosting mega blend or some bollocks like that. And they just put whatever they want in it. Don't even bother with them. 
Mm. I'm not on a tangent again, am I? No, 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 no. It's fine. It's a fair point because obviously, like you say, if they call it proprietary blend, they don't have to tell you what they put in it. So, like, they can then literally underdose or kind of not even halfly use anything that's got any uh, research-backed uh, stuff at all. So, yeah, they're the sort of things you want to avoid. You kind of want to look for something if you are having a pre-workout, like something like Tom Max Endeavor, where they are scientifically dosed. So the the doses that are in it are based on the research used and then the benefits. So. And it's quite a small list as well. And it's like maybe, is it three or four ingredients? Yeah, there's hardly anything in it. It's, it's like, just basically, basically like creatine. Uh, actually, I don't know if it's got creatine in it, but I think it's beta-alanine, citrulline malate. Um, caffeine. And caffeine, yeah. I think that's it. I think that's basically all it's got in it. There's that's two types of pre-workouts, though. You can have your stimulant-based pre-workout and your non-stimulant-based pre-workout. So your stimulant yeah, ones are yeah. ones that are high in beta-alamine because it makes your face feel face feel itchy so it feels like it's working and then it's high in caffeine to make you alert and, and all that but then also you have non-stimulant based ones which attain um, nitrates which gives you a better pump and that's what um, that's what pre-workouts used to be many years ago that's that's what they were is to increase your pump and increase the dilation of, in the blood and your muscles and that's what a, a, um, a pre-workout was to do is to to make you feel like your, your muscles are going to explode sort of thing um and that it's kind of they've gone away from that now because people started saying well it doesn't feel like it's working or i want it to make it feel like i'm it's working and and then they started adding all these other things to it and now it's become like a totally different product to what it started out as a bit of uh, mm supplementation history for you there mm. it seems like most of the bollocks comes with pre-workout in it these massive lists of ingredients like what does any of that do nothing nothing the create the what is it the caffeine and the beta alley make you think or the beta alley makes you think it's working even though it could be out of dog shit yeah. no well well uh, yeah. i there's there's plenty of research around beta alley oh uh, yeah that is yeah but that makes you feel like or even I mean, though the rest of his shit, or yeah. we, we work out when. Well. I mean, I mean they, they probably. I mean, beta I guess. I mean, the point you're making is that, like, the, the depend upon the dosage you have, but like, it, it can give you paresthesia, which makes your skin like tingle yeah. and itch. So obviously, that kind of media is like, oh, it's a symptom of something's working. So, um, but I mean, beta alanine's definitely got some some good research behind it to show that it, it's like a um, again a fatigue buffer. So. But it's oh, for endurance I, I, people, though, isn't it? So that's why, like, when it's in stuff yeah. for gyms, it's like it's not aiding your gym performance. Put put it this way: you you kind of you. I mean, it will probably aid some high rep stuff, but like it's if you're second if, minimum, isn't it? yeah, if like if you if you're doing some high rep stuff, and you probably think, okay, you might it might get some uh, reduction in fatigue, but if you're going doing bloody powerlifting and or one reps and stuff, you ain't gonna see nothing. So yeah, you're right. Lord it as well. You know what I mean? You have to load it as well for like is it ten weeks? Um, yeah, it's like creatine, so it's, it's yeah, it's a cumulative like supplement. So it doesn't matter when you take it; it's like more so than creatine. I think um, in that you can you know you just load it over time, um, and then obviously it kind of it'll work. But um, it's it definitely like that's the thing about having it in pre-workout. Like it's yeah. not doing anything for that workout because it's not time dependent. So like it's not like in some things where you have to have like citrulline malate. Say you obviously it is time dependent, so you should have it before you prior to your workout. Whereas be around and you should just be taken all day in fact <laughs> funny stories when i obviously because i i do take beach and i mean i remember having a conversation with you and ed uh, ed and martin at body power when i told them how much i was taking in one go like five grams and he could not believe i was taking that much and i was like no wonder i get itchy face 
like literally the parasites just scratching my face off. He's like, what are you taking five grams? You're supposed to tell like one. I was like, what? I said, I'm sure this packet says five grams. <laughs> I'm taking five grams of beet ralanine. Like literally trying to like tear my face off. <sighs> yeah. Um, Have I told you, this is a random, this is back to caffeine, but have I told you about um, the story of my mate who was in prison? <laughs> Sounds dodgy, like. Yeah, it does. Are you sure it wasn't you? No, it wasn't me. I'm good. <laughs> well, basically, they were allowed supplements in there. Don't know why, but they did. So someone ordered, um, remember when pre um, pre but my protein did the caffeine powder? No, they still do it or not? Yeah. They did caffeine powder, so it was like a little tiny scoop in it. I can't remember what the size of the scoop was, but it's minuscule. Yeah. And someone actually made him a coffee and told him, like, just neck it, just do it as a, as a bet or a dare or something. And they put in five tablespoons of this caffeine powder um, and had to go to the hospital, heart monitors, a lot. He said, I've never felt so close to death in all my life. <laughs> wow. Insane. Imagine taking that much caffeine. And I think I think a little scoop was like two hundred milligrams or something like that. Yeah, you gotta be careful. Like that's yeah. quite a quite a lot. Yeah. I mean, th- there was something in the paper. Uh, I think in like, the US, some uh, researchers got their decimal points yeah. wrong. And gave 30, <laughs> mil- 30 grams instead of something like <laughs> like three thousand milligrams or something. So which is like three grams. So basically, times it by ten. And they were. That's not funny because obviously these two lads that took it both ended up in comas for a week. Lost something like two or three stone in weight in a week between the two of them um like and they said it's only because they were young fit kind of like athletes that they even survived otherwise they'd be dead that must, but, that must have felt absolutely horrendous i know oh could you imagine they they, they basically said that um yeah so this guy got the, the decimal point in the wrong place but so i remember seeing the pictures like they were putting in orange juice and they, that's how they were administering it to the, the obviously the, the research patients there's like a little tiny glass of orange juice and like a massive pile of like powder on a table and i think how the fuck do you not look at that and think hmm looks quite a lot right (laughs) (laughs) especially when you were researching in caffeine like you know that kind of stuff (laughs) yeah yeah so uh let's not go too mad on the caffeine i don't wrong to take 30 grams of caffeine you've got to be pretty pretty crazy but i guess that's what they sell them in pill form rather than than powder now don't they you can't really get it wrong with pills i guess well there's that um story of um Martin, uh, he got a phone call, didn't he, from a some somebody in the British uh, Olympic, like kind of coaching mm-hmm. team, and they said, right, okay, we've got a swimmer who uh, they're not quite ready, but they're going for like selections, basically, it's do or die. Um, is there anything at all we can do supplementation wise? This was like the night before the like the 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 like qualifying race for the Olympics. Um, I think this was like pre twenty twelve. I think he was saying, and uh, it was like, um, not really. Uh, one thing you can do is the caffeine. Um, so he kind of did the calculations of height, weight, and all that lot, uh, of how much caffeine this, this guy should take. Um, and they said, right, okay, well, this was like literally the night before. They said, um, how can we take this? Because uh, like, obviously you don't want to do it in coffee. You'd want to do it in, in more of a, like, say, like a caffeine powder or pill. Uh, and they said the only thing they could get was Pro Plus. So we ended up taking like 20 Pro Plus pills um, <laughs> before this race. And apparently I actually got into the squad 
and he's a, a he didn't mention any names, but he's yeah. a swimmer we would have heard of. Um, I just yeah. find that so funny. But obviously, caffeine's one of those things because it can cause you real bad belly ache and stuff. Um, so it's one of these things that you do have to trial it. Don't just go straight doing it before a race, or like if you're doing a half marathon, don't go smashing like a load of caffeine pills. Trial yeah. it in a practice run first to see how it reacts yeah, with your body. Yeah, because it's a stomach irritant, isn't it? And yeah. Hence the whole like coffee makes me eat a poo kind of yeah, scenario that people say. Like Although I don't, I don't get that, but other I, people obviously often say it. I do. Anyway, <laughs> moving on from the poo jokes. So um, cool. So I guess to be honest, they're probably the main two. I mean, I guess we touched on beta alanine. Um, I guess there's some others like bicarbonate soda if you're an endurance athlete, then something like that might be worth looking into. But we're not going to go into it too much here. Um, just because again, it just works as a as a as a lactate buffer, doesn't it? So you can cycle for longer um, or yeah, run for eat, longer. Eat, eat a couple of beetroots before you play yeah. sport, and you're all good. Yeah, exactly. Beetroot nitrates again been shown potentially. Although I guess just on the beetroot thing, it's if you don't have a high nitrate diet, then that's probably where it's more beneficial. I think the research shows if you do have a reasonably good high or high nitrate diet anyway, then it probably doesn't actually add anything. Yeah. Um. Cool, right. Uh, any supplements you uh, would say completely avoid? My favourite one. <laughs> my favourite one isn't that at all. So I oh, I can't remember where I saw this, but anyway, uh, you know those uh, Geordie Shaw... Um, Morons? Yeah, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to go for something a lot worse. Um, those Geordie Shaw morons. And now there's one one of them, I can't remember her name, is it Holly? And she put on her Instagram with a massive plate of uh, chips and burgers and stuff like that. And she was like, I take these uh, before a cheat meal to help basically like blunt the effect of the food. That's what she was trying to say. And this product was called Carb Blockers. So it like stops your carbs being absorbed or digested or something like it, it must be made of magic fairy dust to make the calories disappear and to make the food in your digestive system just magically evaporate. Um, it's not those ally pills that you get which uh, stop your body absorbing a percentage of fat you take. So obviously if not, it just comes out the other end, which is obviously not a pleasant side effect. <laughs> so you have to have a low fat diet, which is kind of funny because it's like, well, you kind of like I look at that as the the benefits of the, the obviously the fat ones. I don't know how the carb ones would work, but the the, the fat pills the benefits of those aren't really the fact that they stop you absorbing the fat. That's not really what the the kind of the function of it. the function is to make you fucking stick to a low fat diet. Otherwise, you're going to be shitting yourself. Yeah, so therefore, yeah. you don't eat fat. <laughs> so therefore, you lower your yeah. calories. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is not a bad. That's like it's a bit placebo, but oh. it kind of works in the same way. Because yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, you know, once we be going out to a restaurant, ordering something with a bit of fat in, and then thinking, I've got to go to the toilet right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit like being lactose intolerant. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, they've got to obviously like for such a retarded product, they've got to have a real retard um, promoting it. So hence using morons Ouch. from Geordie Shaw. I hope. I hope. Oh, we're gonna get sued. Yeah. So that's just hilarious. Right. Um, so car yeah. car blockers and fat blockers don't bother. Um, any what more? A, what about because this seems to be the new magic fad in the minute. What about exogenous ketones and the current research which says 
there is currently no evidence to support the use of ketone bodies as an ergogenic aid under conditions where optimal evidence-based nutritional strategies are applied. So, anyone plugging exogenous ketones, which is on the rise because people seem to think, which I wasted three hours of my life on the other day, so did you two, people <laughs> seem to think that keto is a magic diet that, okay... Just eat as much fat as you want and you're going to lose weight, which seems fucking ridiculous, which it is. So these are the new <clears throat> fat supplement at the minute. However, that's not to say that in 10 years that they may find uh, a use for these exogenous ketones. But currently, there is no evidence to support their use if your diet is optimal. The fact that you use ketone for energy, if you're then... Supplement with exogenous ketones does that stop you burning other calories, which therefore would mean you put on weight, or have I just completely got that wrong? I don't really know. <laughs> it's just thing if you because because mm. you, you're giving it energy to be used. That's like consuming an extra calories, surely. So surely the exogenous ketones, because I guess they they take them to put themselves into quick ketosis, right, rather than having to reduce carbohydrates and for a long enough time etc etc unless i've because i'll be honest I, I don't know a lot about them like in fact i've done no research on ketones um i just that just doesn't make any logical sense to me but maybe i'm missing something well apparently it, the proposal that the ketone bodies might act, act as an alternative fuel source during exercise but that was only um tested in animals yeah. Well, I'm just thinking, if you want performance, maybe maybe that might add a bit of benefit. It gives you like another fuel substrate to use. So obviously, if you can't use enough carbohydrates or, you know, obviously your intensity is too much for fat, then maybe that works. I don't know. But just thinking like if certainly for weight loss, that seems like silly. But cause it's just going to then add extra calories in effectively. Yeah, but 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 keto, but it's magic. It's oh, yes. oh, yeah, shit. Calories don't count on keto, do they? No, of course. Hormones, oh. hormones and stuff like your like uh, like that lad on Facebook was saying this. Stop worrying about calories because obviously you've got you've got to go keto to look after your hormones because hormones are what regulate your thyroid and your thyroid is what regulate your calorie expenditure. And, and calories were only invented to make poor people eat more food. Correct. Yeah. So it's, yeah. it's honestly what somebody said to me, and I was like, okay, the four people you're arguing with who all use calorie counting and just like being aware of calories have helped like thousands of people in this year or you know have interacted with thousands of people and uh, he hadn't worked with a single person he was just somebody who had read like a few articles that popped up on Pornhub yeah not not like <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice uh, not not that you um want to necessarily like degrade someone's opinion based on like qualifications to a certain extent but it's hard not to because it's not like guy didn't have any qualifications whatsoever Obviously, he worked in an engineering job, like nothing even to do in the industry. And obviously, it's just such a strong opinion of it. It's just mad, really. Like, it was the fact he wasn't said. even willing to like read the research that we posted to him. So basically, this guy was like keto with life, even though he had lost 16 kilos following an if it fits your macros approach to dieting and calorie counting. He had lost like, yeah, it was like 15, 16 kilos um, doing that. And then he's lost like a further couple of kilos um because he's gone on a high fat diet and he reckons he's eating four thousand calories a day so like, yeah mate okay i know this guy in person and if he's no way he's eating four thousand calories a day 
he can't be more than I don't know, 13, 14 stone. Mm. Yeah, it's just I don't See, know. Even if he said, look, I from the research I've seen, which is this, 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 and this, I take from it that keto is better for fat loss than whatever. And he posts some research that you could look at. It's like something like that's like, I think this, I don't care what you think. This is my opinion. I can't back it up with anything. But the, no, the annoying thing about it is he kept saying, I read this research and I read this and read that. And this is why I say this. And you're like, okay, can you post it so we can see it? And he just avoided it completely. He just wouldn't post any, would he? Well, you do the research. Yeah. Anyone who ever says that, you go and find the studies, actually do not know where to find them. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. So, um, yeah. Okay. Ketones. Topic managed. No. Um, Okay, well, I'd like to just touch on BCAAs because I think it's probably something that's quite popular, prominent for a lot of people. Prevalent. So prevalent, prominent, prevalent, popular. Um, Branched chain amino acids. So basically like the shorter uh, chains of proteins. So um, I suppose everyone thinks like BCAAs, man, like we did touch on on the muscle gain episode, didn't we? But just want to kind of repeat really if you haven't enough protein you don't need bcaas so if you eat enough protein in your diet <clears throat> having kind of the building blocks of protein i.e bcaas on top it's not going to be any more beneficial to anything it's just fancy colored water that you spend a lot of money on so um yeah just thought it's worth touching on again just because we're in this little myth butting section buy robinson's fruit juice instead yeah tastes better or or actually Binto Remix. What's that? I don't know. It's some sort of like it's pink stuff, but it's like t- it tastes a bit like sherbet. It's quite nice. Ooh. Is it yeah. uh, no added sugar or is it added sugar? Yeah, no added sugar. Wow. Yeah, yeah. pretty cool. zero calorie thing. So worth a, worth a show. <clears throat> cool. Okay, have we got any more, or are we wrapping it up? Um, strong end. Blistering end. Yeah. Just mulling over. Okay, let's end on a a fun one. Johnny, what's the best thing you've ever found in somebody else's house? (laughs) Oh, like it. What's the best thing you've ever found in somebody else's house? Yeah. Yeah. Don't say dildo. (laughs) Hmm. Um, Can we say anything we want? Yeah. Yeah, anything. Well, Uh, within reason. I wouldn't know what you call these things, but beads you insert into yourself. Anal beads. Anal beads? <laughs> no. <laughs> Could have been. Yeah, they would have been, yeah, they were beads of some sort that you insert into yourself. Did you not get a sniff? No. I thought I'd better uh, get out of this. I'm sorry. I think we need to stop this here. We cannot go <laughs> dildos one week to anal beads. This is just wrong. It's like, we like, ah. Uh, <laughs> people are going to think we planned it, and we're just, like, going one step more, like, Yeah. No. Dildo, no, Johnny. Dildo, dildo. <laughs> no, Johnny. No. <laughs> Stop it. You're ruining our it, podcast. It just reminds me of Stifler in American Pie running around <laughs> with a big blue nose. <laughs> oh, my days. Right. Okay. Ed, right. Call it. Call it there. Push that button. I can't take this. <laughs> that was too much. Thanks for listening to the No Nonsense Nutrition Podcast. We'll speak to you all next week.